Thank you for joining us today. This is Clint Byers, lead pastor of Forward Church. I pray this message blesses and encourages you. I hope it inspires transformative grace in your heart and establishes you even deeper in your new covenant identity in Christ. Now take a deep breath, become aware of God's spirit within you, and enjoy the message. We have special guest, Mr. Mike Crane. Show Mike some crane as he slides on up here today. He came, he came with props. There's got to be a props joke. I don't know what that is, but anyway, appreciate you, man. Love you always. Mike, so Mike and Tracy Crane, where's Tracy? She left. She left. <laughs> <laughs> He's speaking. I'm out of here. No. Um, I was about to grab. Oh, there she is. There's Tracy. Mike and Tracy are elders in our church. And, and I think aside from Philip and um, uh, Robin, our longest elders. So appreciate everything that you guys. I'm not. I'm, I just called you guys elders. I guess we should do that. I thought we clarified that last Did week. Did we clarify that? We're youngers. <laughs> right? Was I here last week? Were you? Oh, you weren't. You may not have been. Uh, we're we're just younger oh, than yeah. Sam. <laughs> so, if you if you don't know who Mike is, I consider Mike more of a prophet than anything in terms of what he's called to do. Mike served in uh, Georgia State Senate, ran for Congress, has an ear still and influence in that community and in that realm. Some of you may have seen him around here. I. I say it every time, but what I really appreciate about how he talks about culture and just where we are in our nation, uh, it's, it sounds more like a prophet than a politician. Sounds more like a prophet than even a statesman. It sounds like a framer, sounds like a founding father that understands liberty and freedom and that our rights are from God and government should get out of the way except to protect our liberties that are God-given. Amen. And that's something that has just really become clear through our friendship and hearing you talk about it. So anyway, I appreciate your influence, and I'm going to raise this up just a little bit so it's... There we go. All right. Show Mike some love. Thanks, man. That felt a little awkward. Okay. Um, so now, prophets... I don't remember any of them that were uh, particularly well received or give me that. <laughs> I got to watch out for him. Anyway, prophets aren't particularly well received. How many of them were just really, they get stoned, run out, go hide under trees. I mean, it's so thanks a lot. Um, if that's what I am. So I did bring props today, so I wore the outfit, right? This is an annual tradition, um, 4th of July, and me speaking. I think we've established that now, 8 or uh, 10 minutes going, right? Is it an annual tradition now? Okay, there we go. You're here at the beginning. Um, so this prop, this is uh, Declaration of Independence, it's for me because I don't, didn't bring my reading glasses. So I, I had it laminated. Thank you. It is an original copy of an original copy of a, a graphically created uh, image of the Declaration of Independence. And so it's original in that regards. 
And it starts out in Congress July 4th, 1776. That's almost 250 years, right? Are we going to make it to 250? Are we going to make it to 250? Now, I do have a little grammar lesson for you. Do they still teach that in school? Right? Yes? At your school, they teach grammar? All right, so if you look closely, if you looked at the original version, it says um, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. One th the word united in this context as originally written is an adjective. It's not a noun. You know, there's a, that makes a distinct difference in the language. It's not capitalized at all. It's saying the states are united. So there, there, it was an interesting thing. So these states were going to do something eventually. They hadn't done it yet. They were going to form a federation of states to govern the people. Right? So they, they set this out. And what's amazing about this document, it's only 1,300 words long, give or take. And most of that is taken up with them talking about the usurpations and the, just the offenses of the crown against the colonies. And if you just boiled the whole thing down, it, there's just a couple really key things I wanted to share with you today. Because, you know, today, I mean, it is 4th of July, so what else would you expect than a Christmas message? So let's go to Isaiah 6, 9, I think, right? 9, 6, thank you. I knew I had you here for a reason. Um, Isaiah 9, 6. And this is what you were thinking about for 4th of July, right? A Christmas message. For unto us is born a child. I, I kind of, my language goes to, I guess it's in Matthew or Mark where it talks to us, unto us is born this day in the city of David. That, and so I bring that to this because they're the same language. But for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wow. Do you think that has any bearing on this document whatsoever? I think it has everything to do with it. What's interesting is you'll hear, and you might get taught, if you're getting taught some grammar, you might get taught some, uh, some other stuff that's not as healthy, this concept of separation of church and state. So I, when they post this video online, it's going to come with a warning, graphic content included, right? I mean, this is graphic to some people. But the separation of church and state did not mean that they're separate and that they should be separated and they can't operate in each other's sphere. They basically said the state cannot control religion. That's the whole thing. There's no thing that says we can't have the Ten Commandments in the town square that did not mean we couldn't have it. I mean, obviously, Supreme Court's done some good work in the past week. Yes, anybody pay attention to the news? If you go in that, if you go into that arena, you know what's all written all the way around the top? What's on the freeze in front of the bench? What's written on the front? They, uh, it's on the back side of the doors in the Supreme Court. Who's been? Has anybody been to the actual Supreme Court chambers? It's worth going. It's all about the Ten Commandments and God and the law given to Moses, right? At least we got it then. We got it then. 
But I'm telling you, there's something unique in this document that I think is very biblical at its core. And it's essential to the survival of this nation, if we'll embrace it, to get us to that 250 mark, which is honestly just a few years away. Fifteen years ago, I would have said, oh, we're good for at least the rest of my lifetime. Ten years ago, I said, eh, we should be good. And this, I'm getting older during this time, right? So my lifetime's doing this uh, on this planet, while uh, with the length of this country's livelihood is, is, seems to be doing the same thing. But here we are today, and Glenn and I were talking this morning. We talked about the frog, you know, sitting in the boiling water. We're sitting there. The water's boiling around us, and we're sitting in that kettle, in that cauldron that has just become, begin, is cultural decay. Because we kind of lost sight of a few principles in this document. And I think we do well to remember it, right? The key, the essence of it, the apple that Lincoln talks about, the apple of the whole document is that we hold these truths to be self-evident. That this is a, and this is a unanimous declaration of the states. This wasn't a two-thirds. This wasn't a simple majority. This was unanimous. Can anybody tell me the state that did not vote for it in a unanimous decision? How do you do that? I don't know. But one of them did. not Not when I say state. Colony. Which colony didn't vote for it? Can you tell us Rhode Island? No, New York. And New York did. And, you, and everybody goes, oh, yeah, figure New York wouldn't do it, right? <laughs> They did, actually, they didn't do it because their, their delegates had not been authorized yet to do it. So they abstained, which is interesting. They later, uh, uh, just a few weeks later, they got the authority from their, from their state to, to actually vote on it, and they voted in the affirmative. And so that's why they, the, they insisted that it say this, the unanimous declaration, Right? of all the states, 13 colonies at the time, no states, right, of these, these United States. And so where that takes us is this, this concept of we, we hold these truths, we was, it was a unanimous declaration. Can we say that today? Can we even make a single unanimous declaration in this country today? It, it feels difficult to do that, doesn't it? But I think it's because people have allowed the narrative of their mind to be reshapen by the culture around them. And they're not connecting with their identity as Christians. And that's what's so great about this particular body is that we are reminded, reinforced, and we are told constantly who we are in Christ. This body could make some unanimous declarations. They would all surround the truths of God's word. I know that, right? We are, we are sons and daughters of God, right? We are heirs. We would declare these things, and we should each and every day. But these colonies decided they were going to declare some things unanimously to the government that was over them at the time. And one of the things they declared unanimously is all are created equal. And this is what's so beautiful about it. If you want to ever make the argument against separation of church and state, I just take people here. They're endowed by their creator. This was unanimously held in those times. There's a creator. That statement could not be said today, right? There's a significant amount of our population that thinks we're ants, right? 
Okay. We're this unanimous statement. We're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights that amongst these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They could have listed all kinds of rights, couldn't they? They didn't. They listed specific ones. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Liberty's key. What does that concept even mean to people? Liberty's an internal condition. Could you be in prison and be at liberty? You could. Could you be in prison and, and technically be free? The difference between liberty and freedom, I do this way. Freedom is, is you're not under obligation to others. So the state may, you may have an obligation to the state and you need to be in prison, but you can be at liberty in that, in that setting. Liberty is key here and that we have been given this, that all, all of us are created with these things. They're inalienable. That means they can't be separated from us, right? Not life, not liberty, and not the ability to pursue happiness, which in their day, what do you think that essentially meant? Property, to actually own something, to hold something. And, to, and, and so if nobody owns anything, what's the role of government, right? It's interesting concepts that were being baked into this, and they all make a moral statement too. When you start making moral statements, you have to have a, a backdrop for your moral reasoning, right? This is what's difficult for folks that are atheists or people that don't believe or don't have a, a, a belief set. They, on what basis do they make any claim, right? All these claims in here, all the usurpations, y'all use that word frequently, don't you? There's some great words in here, words like events and, and usurpations and tyranny and despotism. They're all in here mixed in. They're great words, but these, these, to make a claim that there's a usurpation, right, or, or there's just an abuse of power, you have to have a moral framework to make that claim, don't you? Where do you get your moral framework? Well, the world today would tell you, you make one up. I just won't even go down that road. But you just, you can see they parade around in it, made up in a moral framework that's fully detached from a biblical one. I personally find great comfort, great comfort, great peace, great strength in a biblical moral framework. And I do because it's true. You know, the Ten Commandments, I mean, think if you were God. I mean, you know, like in my house, I kind of am, you know, we are. It's just how it works. Eric, it's how it works, right? In your house, you, you, it, not God, but little G, you know, kind of, <laughs> your little, little G God, we, we get to set the rules. Ethan wished we only set 10. I wish you didn't set any. They're that too, right? <laughs> He's 20, forgive him. All right, so... Um, <laughs> But I would have written a really long list. God chose 10. Right? Jesus, when he... And then, and then when, the, when man got involved, that list got really long, didn't it? I think the Levitical laws, 600 some odd number there, right? There's a lot. And then Jesus had to correct all that and bring it back to center, didn't he? Well, you were ready for a, 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 um, a political impersonation real quick? It is 4th of July. Are you ready? If you guess who it is, you, you win a prize. Do we need to go there and catch you? 
No, no, no. Did you? That was it. Nobody got it. Thank you. Marco Rubio. Very good. <laughs> you, know, all right. you want me to do some more? I could do some more. In, in, no, I won't do that. <laughs> you don't get it? How old are you? <laughs> so Mar- Marco Rubio was in a debate. He was in a debate setting, right? And he was asked a question. And his, if you ever get up here and do this, and he he just stopped and did this big chug of water, and they just made a big deal about it, and just like, really, you, you take a drink of water on stage anyway. So it's some more important history, right? That was Paul Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that was most famous to me was the Rubio one, but uh, nonetheless. So thank you, prizes for Ryan. Very good. I know I could count on him. I was going to do another. I was going to do another prize thing, but John's excluded if I do this. And this, there is a cash prize to this, right? So we're talking about the Declaration of Independence. This really gets into the weeds. But everybody, put your phones down, face down, all, out of your hands. If I see anybody glance at a phone, you're you're disqualified. There were fair, and we're, this is where we're going to get to at the end. The question's good, really I'm going to put to you at the end. Would you sign the document? Would you sign this? Only a handful did. But three of them were from Georgia. Name them. That's one. Okay, nobody wins a prize. <laughs> They're all named after counties, or the counties are named after them. Lyman Hall and George Walton. Three from Georgia. Georgia was not the biggest colony at the time, by far. But it's kind of interesting. And if the people that want to erase Stone Mountain, the face of Stone Mountain Park had their way, these names would be re- erased off the document. Everything would be erased. If we let folks have that, not all our history is good, but it's all necessary so that we don't make the same mistakes again. You can't ever remove that. What if we, can you imagine the Bible in edited form? In the beginning, oh, that's offensive. Stop right there. What beginning? How, who decides? I mean, you can hear the arguments, right? Unanimity, right? So we hold these truths to self that be self-evident. And they, and they list all these different usurpations. If I read these all to you, they're all very contemporary. If I just adjusted the words just slightly, but just read to you each one of these listed things that they had issue with with the king, their, their, their current governor... Uh, so to speak, they would all sound very similar to where we are today, right? And they use the word, you are, you're, you're leading us to despotism. Anyone who would submit to this would lead us to despotism. So in this de- declaration, when they get to the end, if you just get down to the meat of it, it's very neat. And I, this is probably my favorite part. One of the, I've got the, a lot of the beginning memorized. I do not have it the end memorized, but it's really the most important part, most important part, because they, it's one thing to make a declaration. It's another thing to be resolved about it. 
what's your resolution? What are you going to do about it? Right? I mean, the famous thing, you know, when bullies, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> oh, nothing. I'm not going to fight that fight. So what are you going to do about it? So what, did they, what were they going to do about it? They complained. Now, keep in mind, in your historical perspective, Lexington and Concord happened over a year ago. Right? When the British, somebody fired first. A shot heard around the world. Y'all all remember that? It wasn't Babe Ruth when he hit that 715. It wasn't that one. Right? Um, by the way, we went to a Braves game the other night, didn't we? I hadn't been to a Braves game since Chipper Jones was playing, so it's been a while. <laughs> and they rewarded me handsomely. Eight home runs in one game. I mean, it was a lot of action. We had a good time. We actually sat in the back row, the all the way back row up top, and then we moved down one just so we weren't in the back row. But uh, uh, there's not a bad seat in the house, so I, I actually recommend... Uh, going. It was a fun time. Go on a Friday night because they do fireworks like you've never seen before. Um, so we got our dose of that, right? But uh, boy, how did I go on that rabbit trail? Hitting what ball? Oh, that shot. Yeah. Very good. I just, I just want to make sure y'all are tracking. Did somebody say I'm acting like Clint up here? Boy, wait. It must be contagious up here. <laughs> it's a bunch of friendly faces, you know. It really is. So that shot her around the world. There, it's it's debatable. It's not settled. Uh, who fired first on the on the green that morning? It was dark. It was early. There was a handful of uh, us um, militia led by what? A pastor. Who led muster that morning? A pastor. Well, not Clint, you know, specifically. <laughs> Sam could have been there, but Clint, no. <laughs> they, but led, led by a pastor, a handful of them. And so um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. I can't help it. I, it's not like he's even that old, honestly, right? Um, but that shot, that began it. This was a year before this was written. A year. So a lot percolates since then, right? Did you, so as you watch current events, pay attention. On that day, they didn't know where this was going. The year before that, they didn't know it was, this was going. The 10 or 15 years before that, there's events, a sequence of time that led up to that declaration, and if we're not good stewards of this great gift, this declaration and the subsequent constitutional government framework given to us by these same folks, if we're not good stewards of that, we will be on the, on the greens of Lexington and Concord again. Do not wish for that. Wish for hearts to be changed. Wish for people to see clearly. What's the witness they need? It's, it's the witness of Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah. Yeah. Death has lost its claim on me. Broken every chain. It's, it's just, that's the message. That's the restoration message. That's the political message. It's not, 
Oh, sanctimonious. It's not that. That's not the message. It's not the name-calling. It's not the demonizing. It's not the posturing. Christians will save this nation if we'll, if we'll sign on to that document. Amen. Not this one, per se. I mean, I'd still ask that question. I ask this question of myself. Would you sign this document? Because I, I started here, and I, and I know I rabbit trail like Clint does, but I've been taught well. <laughs> ...of the little you, United... They choose their word. I mean, history, they'll erase this for whatever reason related to him, right? We can't have that document. A racist wrote it kind of thing. This document has great value despite his, his personal flaws. This, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions. I know, I know Lyle speaks this way to his kids. He uses the word rectitude. I can just see it now, Right? For the rectitude, so here it gets back to that, that moral appeal. Who are they asking judge the rightness of what they're about to do? Not the king, not a poll by CNN or Fox or anybody else. God. Let God decide if what we say this day, what we choose this day is right. This should be our daily endeavor. Right? Let God determine. Let, ju judge me now, Lord, so I can see clearly to make that engagement with whoever so that, that, that I encourage them faithfully. The supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our tensions do in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that they are political, their political connections between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, that as free and independent states they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all the other acts and things which independent states may of right do. That's pretty bold. I mean, this, you're talking to your government right now, who is all, so keep in mind what this felt like in 1776. Um, the redcoats were everywhere by this time, because Lexington and Concord had not gone well. And so the Redcoats had pretty much, they sent all their ships over. They loaded up with, with British soldiers and mercenaries to occupy the towns and try to maintain some order and control and exert influence and show dominance that, yes, you are subject to the crown, right? So that's what it felt like in that room in Philadelphia, and they're, right, they're reading this outright once they've agreed on the language, right? And then they add this. And for the support of, the, of this declaration... Most people don't pay attention to that. What does that mean? Somebody's going to have to pay the price. Right? With a firm, this, is, uh, this may be my favorite line. With a firm reliance on divine protection, divine providence. Tell me we're not a godly nation or weren't conceived as one. Let God judge my heart. And may he watch over and guide what I do. That's all it says. But we pledge this. 
that finishes this way. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortune, and our sacred honor. All Sign here, please. Oh, that's encouraging, right? How many step up and sign? They do, but it cost them, didn't it? And so that's my question to you. Would you have signed? I mean, we all like to say we would, you know. It's like I was telling you about my favorite movie with Caitlin, our, our Armageddon movies. It's just our favorite movie. You know, Bruce Willis is up on the, mar up on the asteroid. Y'all seen this? The asteroid's coming. It's going to destroy Earth. It's just over, Right. You know, they're all, the Muslims are praying, the Christians are praying, the Buddhists are praying, the cows are praying. Everything's praying because that asteroid's coming, right? And Bruce Willis, a, a, a oil driller, is up on this asteroid against all odds. You know, you, you saw how they landed that thing up there, right? And it didn't fall apart. And he's up there. And, of course, the nuclear bomb, the switch breaks, right? So he's personally got to detonate it right there. I mean, it goes that way. And so, and, and of course, he's got audio connection to his daughter back at Mission Control. And it's all, daddy, daddy. You know, and he's, like, he's like, he's like, we win, baby. Boom. Right? Right? I, I'm the, I do that. I, I would do that. I want to be that guy. Or I think I do until it's probably time to get up there and do that. Can we just embrace our Christianity with that much gusto? We win. We already won. Let me win your heart. Let me bring you in. You want to watch something that disturbs you? There we go, right? Watch uh, um, Vancouver is Dying. It's on YouTube, I think is what it is. And it shows the, what is going on in all our West Coast cities and cities all over the world with the drug epidemic and crisis and the homelessness. Government has decided, many governments, many city and state governments has decided it's better to give people the heroin they want in a clean environment and to let them live homeless on the streets than to create a different framework, to lead them to a place of, rest, of rebirth, honestly. And so where do you think all the drug addicts go? Heroin's free in Vancouver. Yeah, you get three doses a day in a nice room, right? But guess what? Is three doses enough for a heroin addict? Is it ever enough? No, only Jesus is enough. We got a lot of work to do, folks. But I, I, every, I say it every time I get up here. I am fully encouraged when I get a chance to stand up here and talk to y'all because I look out and I see more than enough to do the whole job. More than enough. A dozen changed the world. Eleven. I mean, then they added one back in. Somebody did get cut from the team. But <laughs> a dozen did it all. One, one did it. He just set the example. It was necessary for us to see the example. All of it. Heal the blind. Raise the dead. Heal the sick. All of them. 
He, he didn't just pick out the easy ones, you know. He, did, he healed them all. That's our call. Is drug addiction too hard for Christ? Is a poverty mentality too hard for Christ? Is a bitter heart that hates, pick a subject, anything, anyone, any person, any gender, whatever it is, is it too hard for, for God to heal that heart? That's where it is. This nation needs a healing of its heart. So we would rewrite this document just like we would. We would. We'd sign it once again. We'd, we'd demand of our government that it act right. We'd reinforce that with a vote that was intelligent. I don't, it's hard to say that to this room because I think probably you all vote intelligently. But if you look at who we have in elected office around this country today, you would not make that argument at virtually every level. In Tennessee, the speaker, a former speaker of the House, was just sentenced to 20 years in prison for $60 million bribery scheme. A Republican, I think, by the way. And that doesn't, does that hit your news radar? We, we, have our, we have our work to do, right? Who's up to the task, right? I am. I, I'm ready. Let's, let's win the lost. <laughs> we, we just get that momentum and that tide turned. It's, you can't stop it. This is what gets birthed out of a Christian heart. These kind of sentiments, this unanimity. You know, when we were singing earlier in worship, that unified voice, wasn't it beautiful? You know, hey, you ever imagine around the throne? I mean, I get there a lot. Right, and especially in worship, it, it's just such a gift to take us there. But that just, can you imagine what it sounds like around the throne of God right this very instant? It's just remarkable. We should sing that same song. That's our witness to the world around us. Amen? We have the answer, we have the key, we have the original declaration. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. And lo, I'll be with you to the end of the age. Amen? So that is your Christmas, 4th of July, Sam, birthday message for us all. <laughs> Go ye into all the world and declare the good news while this beacon of freedom and liberty still exists in the world today. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you all very much. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you want me to just lead us out, or you want me to just, or you got a little bit? Yeah, I'll, I'll pray, and then Clint will wrap us up this, this but thank you all so much for coming today, um, this holiday. It's so good to see our church family. I love our church home. I love our community of believers and um, just all the different energies we all bring to it. So I'm just so grateful for you all, but most grateful for a, a father who loves me so, so, so dearly. And uh, Tracy can testify, I'm not the most lovable guy all the time. I know it's hard to believe. Oh, really? <laughs>
that wasn't even planned, right? <laughs> the Heavenly Father. What, uh, what a joy it is to be a father. Uh, I imagine you feel the same way I do oftentimes. Uh, Lord, we do just love you and we cherish you. The fact that you just give us this, this hope. I, I think most of all, you know, you say these three remain, Lord. You say that. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. And I, I, I get that. And sometimes I just get so hung up on hope there. I, I just, because I need it, Lord. And, um, but I'm so grateful that your hope is so different from a wish. A wish has no basis in expectation other than it's simply a wish. But our hope is different, Lord. It's grounded in your faithfulness. So let us be filled with hope, Lord, and faith that we may turn that into the actions of love. Your love, Lord, is a verb. It is an action. Let us so love the world around us. Let us do as Jesus commanded, Lord. By your Spirit, let us love you with all our strength, mind, and soul. Lord, let us love our neighbors as we love ourselves for your glory and glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Hey, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on a second. Just keep his mic on, if you would. Um, so we need to go home and read the Declaration of Independence mm -hmm. <laughs> and the Constitution. That'd be good, yeah. yeah. And what are, what, are, what are some other really good resources? Oh. Um, I know you, uh, you always recommend the 5,000-year leap. That is a very good book. Um, yeah. the, for, the Federalists are Federalist a hard papers. read. They're, they're a good read, but they're a hard read. Um, How many of you are interested in just some resources, you know, just this time of year to two people? No, there we go. There's the hands. <laughs> if you like, I mean, The Naked Communist is a great the book. The Naked Communist. Yeah, I mean, they wrote, it's a provocative title, but yeah. it's not about naked people, I can tell you that. <laughs> it's just exposing the lies of communism. And, and, and it was what's interesting, it was written uh, 70, nearly 70 years ago, and it just sounds so contemporary mm. to our time, so... Um, yeah, I mean, I'd just be happy if they'd read one of those things, mainly like, yeah, they got a good refresher on the Declaration. Yeah, the, excellent. The Constitution, people need to understand. Right? It's just um, what our framework of government is and, and help them. And We have to be able to push back at the narrative with truth and do it in love. Yeah. But if you don't know what you're talking about, it's hard to do. And you got to be knowledgeable. Yeah to even have that conversation, which is what I appreciate about you bringing that. I mean, we, we need to join our hearts with Tracy and get Mike to, like, teach a course on this stuff or something like that, right? I know she's always... She tells me all the time. I know she does, yeah. She's this morning. Or was it last <laughs> night? I don't know. talk about this all the time. We, we, I, I, I want that, and, I, you know, I think we should... Pray for Mike and, and uh, you know, what civics looks like from this perspective. Because, you know, it's interesting. When, when, you, when you talk, it's like you want to kneel and worship the Lord and salute and appreciation for this nation all at the same time. You know, there, there, it's, it's a fine line to walk, you know, because a lot of times when you talk about 
national matters and culture. It sounds political, but you don't sound political, and yet yet you don't sound like theocratic. You know, I mean, there there we will have a theocracy. Is that the right word? Once Jesus sets up His kingdom fully, uh, but. I mean, I just appreciate it, and I just encourage the calling. Do you guys see it, the, 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 the ability to talk about it? Anyway, I, I, it makes the point. So I appreciate you. More to come, and I, I, I want to – we need to get behind and, and get some good resources out there. I know there's a lot of good resources, but your voice is needed, so I appreciate you. All right, let's stand up if you would. We'll just set our intention on the Lord and – and um, just think about something that you're getting out of today. Go read these documents and, and just commit to be a witness. In whatever the situation, whatever the opportunity, you're making the decision even in this moment to stand up for faith, stand up to proclaim the gospel, to not back down, not pick a fight, not be rude or unkind, not respond out of fear or anger or from a deficit, but recognizing that we are full of Christ, complete in him with light in us to illuminate the darkness so people will see and we can win hearts. Father, we're committed to winning hearts for your kingdom in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Happy Independence Day. Us Americans, you guys go have a great week. Go blow some stuff up.